What is up, golf addicts? Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast, brought to you by Roto Grinders. Go to Roto Grinders for all your DFS needs. It is my number one site, especially leading up to football season, which I can't wait for. And here, as golf is winding down, we've got, hey, we got the Deutsche Bank Championship this week. As always, as always, you got your boy P with my buddy David, and we're doing a little role reversal this week. So, yeah. David's going to try to to maybe pretend that he can be me, which is probably not going to, you know, he's not going to do a good job at it. And I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to be David a little bit this week. So, uh, we're going to see how this goes. David, first off, though, let's let's just talk about last week. You know, t- let's let's talk about the Barclays. And uh, as you always ask me first, were your screens green? Hey man, uh, yeah, the, the screens were green this week for me. I had a I had a profit this week. It was good to get back in it. Um, I didn't get to watch a lot of it as I had a busy weekend, as I know you did as well. I am ready for role reversal Deutsche Bank Championship podcast. I've got a a nice uh, glass of Franzia White Zinfandel here with me, and uh, I've got some some Dockers uh, pleated shorts and a, an old duckhead polo that I'm rocking. Nice. And uh, nice. a nice little nice. nice little swoop in my hair today. So I, I'm, you know, I had to. I, I came I came downstairs and the wife said, "What you know? Why do you look like this?" And I said, "You know, I gotta I gotta be in the role, right? Like if I'm if I'm gonna be like Pat, I gotta feel like Pat." So. Yeah, uh, that's what yeah. I'm. That's what I'm doing. I've taken my Metamucil this morning and my my blood pressure meds, and all is well. All is well. Well, I'm I'm glad for you. Yeah, I got a special haircut myself today. Got it kind of slicked on the side, you know, cut really short, uh, longer on the mm. top. I, I might even be able to make a little bit of a mohawk if I if I really, you know, kind of worked with a little bit. And you need, uh, you you need know, a just, hard part. You need a hard part. Yeah, just wearing some some really um, tight clothes, and uh, it's a little uncomfortable. But uh, you know, I feel like I need to get in the spirit of things. And I got this, um, you know, some some good uh, podcast podcast juice. You know, some oh, it's so good you can't even say it. Can't even say it. It's so good. It's strong. It's strong. Uh, Well, yeah. So uh, the the screens were green for me. Thank you for asking. but yeah, I was in LA for uh, the, the most of last week, and you know, did not get to to take in a lot of the golf tournament. I, I followed fought along on the phone, but didn't get to watch a lot. I was glad to see Patrick Reed win because I had him in a couple lineups. That's that's what made the screens green. If if Fowler would have hung on there and and taken it from him, I would not have had such a profitable weekend. But you know, good call on you by the way. I think you were kind of on Fowler as well as old Gary Woodland. You were right on that one. So uh, so so good for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. You were very wrong on that, and uh, were adamant. <laughs> well, I was kind of with you on Fowler. I was just adamant on Woodland. Yeah. Who I normally I am a Woodland apologist, so don't, I, don't I know. rag me too hard. I just missed him on that week. Well, it was a pretty good tournament, especially kind of near the end. But it almost was like the you know the the guys that were all coming down to it to win were sort of spraying it all over the place and reed was just kind of the last man standing but but he had a good week um you know it's a tough course and i think you are going to see more of the same this week as as far as some of the top players uh at the top of the leaderboard um before we get into i want to because i do want to talk about your trip to la also as we talked about last week i had my draft weekend 
Ooh, um, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. you call a slumber party. I just call an absolute crap show, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> Got to keep it clean. Clean lyrics. Yeah. Clean yeah. Lyrics. Uh, I could have used another word. Uh, but first, I want to talk about real quick kind of the news of the day for me was that, uh, you know, we're both going to be at the Ryder Cup here in about a month from yes. now. Yes. And they, the, the, the captain uh, of the European team, and for some reason, oh, uh, Darren Clark made his captain's picks, which were Keimer, Westwood, and Thomas Peters, hmm. which to me, I, I kind of get Keimer because I think he's really been playing pretty well this year. I get Westwood because he's sort of your your veteran leader on the team. But Peters, to me, was a little bit of a a shock. I really thought Russell Knox was going to get the call. Um, I think, you know, he's been playing great. Uh, to me, I just, I'm not really sure why, why Peters, you know, got the nod over Knox. But we'll see. He'll probably end up proving all of us wrong. But to maybe, me, I uh, thought... Maybe old DC has a case of the, the recency bias. I mean, Peters has been playing very well, that's for sure. Knox has, yeah. has had a good year. He's just been a little cold lately. Uh, you know, I, I mean... This is one reason why I like I don't really understand Ryder Cup rankings. I don't like how and I did not prepare for this. Um I didn't do a big deep dive into this, but I don't like how far back the Ryder Cup looks um first of all. And then I still feel like despite how far back it looks, the recent performance of a player it makes the needle move so much. I mean, nobody was talking about Thomas Peters 6 weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And and everybody was talking about Russell Knox. And if you looked at the two years that they've had, the last two years they've had, I'm sure Knox has outperformed Thomas Peters by a landslide. And so I don't I don't know, like I, I just the Ryder Cup ranking is confusing to me. Obviously he went outside of that uh, you know, ranking, I guess, to pick Thomas Peters and he likes the recency uh, the the recent play that he's had. Um but you know, at the same time you know, and maybe it's maybe it's a player type kind of thing. I mean, Peters is a absolute masher of the golf ball. He beats the garbage out of the golf ball, and and maybe you know Knox is a totally different player. And so maybe just from makeup of the team, you know, Clark felt like Peters was a better option. I don't I don't know, but a little, little head scratcher to me as well. But oh well. Ultimately, I hope he makes the worst call because I want the U.S. to win and I want us to be there when the U.S. finally brings one home in what the last six tries or something. Yeah. Well, it's obvious that the European captains have have had uh, had the right formula, so it's hard yeah. to argue with it. But um, it was a little bit of a head scratcher to me. I agree, but. So moving on, let's 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 jump into my last weekend. So I was I had my draft. We talked about it. Well, um, well, it's it's the fantasy football draft slumber party weekend of debauchery and drunk behavior. I think. Is yes, what it, I, I think that's the official. I, that's I the official titer. I can't title. really say too much about it because we we promise that a lot stays there. Oh come uh, on, man. But it was it was a it was a good it was a good weekend. Uh, my draft was, I thought, pretty good. Uh, I, I you know I have Odell Beckham as a keeper in the in the ninth round. So well, you had some pretty. You also had Decker as a keeper, right? In like the what round? What round? Decker actually no. Beckham was tenth round. Beckham <laughs> was tenth round. 
Decker was Okay, you're supposed to be me, Pat. I'm not, you're supposed to pronounce names right. Yeah, so I, I went with, I had the first pick in the draft, too, and I went with Antonio Brown over Todd Gurley, over a Bulldog, but, which that's, was a struggle pretty, for me. But. That's pretty good for you, but I love that pick. I mean, I, I looked at your team and your draft board. I think there's a few other teams that are going to give you a run, but, I mean, I, you, you can't argue with Beckham, Brown, and Decker as your, your three wideouts. I think that's, that's pretty gangster. With, with some Andrew Luck thrown in there. I went quarterback earlier than I normally eh, would have. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, I just, I felt like because of... I was solid at receiver. I had my three guys. I went C.J. Anderson second round on the turn, and then uh, and then took took Luck. So we'll see. That's definitely early, much earlier than I normally take a quarterback. But uh, and a couple the worst guys... pick I had though, the worst pick I had was in the eighth round for God knows what reason. I took Buck Allen, which I, <laughs> I'm blaming you for that because you were we were talking about this a, a couple weeks ago, and you're like, I'm think I'm going to keep Buck Allen. In the other league that you and I play in together. In the 13th round. That's the difference. I know. I just, I wasn't <laughs> thinking. And uh, and my plus, team was sucky last last year. That's why I had to keep, that's why I'm considering keeping Buck Allen. Well, there there may have been a little alcohol involved. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm pretty sure there, there was. You know, that's a, you know, it's your 11th year doing that league. You're the commission that league. You got a couple guys in there that listen to the show. Most of them don't because they're douche canoes. Uh, that, that, <laughs> one's for, that one's for Ben Coley if he's yeah, listening. Yeah, Ben Coley there. And then we got a couple other friends of ours that are in that show that we might be talking about, you know, in a few weeks. We'll kind of let you guys in on a little secret. Uh, but they're there as well. So a lot of fun. And um, I, I enjoyed a few of the pictures and videos that you sent. I mean, so, so you're not going to tell us any story of debauchery? Not one? Uh, I think I'm going to keep them all to myself. That is lame. God, that is so lame. Give the people what they want, Perry. They want to hear about a poor decision. Well, there were many poor decisions, but I will not speak of them on this podcast. Well, my weekend was not near as exhilarating as yours, but I was in L.A., which was a good time. Um, Hey, you know, uh, I got to play a a beautiful golf course uh, in L.A., a course that I've a type of golf course I've never played before. Played at Oak Quarry, which is in Riverside, California. Um, very mountainous and, uh, you know, rocks and cliffs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, got to meet up with a listener, actually. It was pretty cool. He messaged us. Uh, you know, I sent out a tweet saying I was in L.A. And uh, it was kind of funny. I had already set up a game with a couple guys that live there uh, that are friends of mine. And I just said, hey, man, you, you pick the course. He lives in Irvine. I said, you pick the course. I don't care. Let's just do it. And so he sets up a foursome at, uh, at Oak Quarry. And this listener messaged us and said hey i live five minutes from this course uh you should you should check it out and i asked him what course it was and it was oak quarry and i was like dude i'm already playing oak quarry that's crazy that's the course i'm going to and and here's my my tea time so uh his name's marcus miklovich i believe is his last name he's at marco powerpuff if you want to follow him marcus needs twitter followers he's only got like 27 so even if you follow him and mute him that'd be fine um, he basically, all he does is like and retweet our stuff anyway. So big props to Marcus, but super nice guy. Met up with him and a buddy of his, uh, on the first tee and just, uh, is cool to meet a listener and he liked the show and was looking forward to this role reversal show. So hopefully we don't let you down, Marcus. Um, he got to watch me spray golf balls all over the fucking Oak quarry. Um, it was literally the worst round of golf I've played in months. I mean, months now I was not playing with my own clubs. You know, I had to play uh, with somebody there, else. Here like, comes the excuses. Like a rental set, but uh, and it was a crappy rental set at that. Was it a left-handed rental set? 
Uh, no, it may as well have been. I might have played better with a left-handed <laughs> set. Uh, but, you know, even though I'm supposed to be summoning my, my, my inner Pat Perry on this podcast, you know, as you know, I, I, can, I can swing the, the golf club pretty fast. So I'm used to an extra stiff shaft in the driver, and, a, and an 80-gram shaft is what I'm swinging, you know, because I'm, I'm a stud. And I was swinging a stiff-shafted 60-gram, and let's just say I lost every single ball that I brought with me to California. So my suitcase was a little lighter. That was fun. But a beautiful golf course, nonetheless. It was good good hanging out. Uh, shared shared a, uh, a beer with, with Marcus. In fact, I don't really know how this happened, but I need, to, I need to work on this. I bought Marcus's beer and food. I don't really know why that happened. Um, Whoa. But I kind of feel like Marcus should have bought mine. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know how that works. Like, hey, thanks for listening. And so to, to tell you thank you, I'm going to buy you a beer and some food. But then again, it's like, hey, dude, I give you this for free every week. I you should have bought me a beer. You one. I he think Marcus you does. Uh, yeah, Marcus, you're going to have to figure out what you're going to do for that, bud. Um, yeah. But anyway, good times. Uh, L.A. Was, was fun. Cool city. But uh, glad to be home. And definitely had to recover from the uh flight cancellation had to drive home part of the way you know three hour time difference so it's good that we have an extra day we've got the tournament starting friday which allows for you and i to recover you from your weekend of debauchery and drunken behavior and me from los angeles yes i was not in good shape sunday and monday as a matter of fact, I told my wife, I'm sorry. I went ahead and apologized just in advance when I got home. I was like, I'm going to be a useless human being for the next two days. I'm sorry. I hope you can understand. And she did a good job. She, I mean, I was, I was uh, quite proud. So, um, <laughs> Well, let's move on. So we got, uh, we got the, the Deutsche Bank Championship. Are you surprised I didn't Deutsche- say Deutsche Bank? <laughs> I think you should say Deutsche Bank. The, 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 the Douche Bank <laughs> Championship this week at TPC Boston. So, Boston. David, since you're me this week, I'm ready for your review. I want you to talk about the weather and right. just what you're looking at this week. Here's my, here's my, my pad impression. Yeah, man, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about this week. It's going to be a great week. It's just going to be a great week uh, at the Douche Bank Championship TPC Boston. It's a par 71, roughly 7,300 yards. Uh, it's six, six par fours between 450 and 500 on this golf course. Uh, the par threes are lengthy. Uh, and, and this is a bent grass golf course. It is not a Poa and Ua golf course. It is bent grass. <laughs> Um, so be wait, sure wait, to wait. check you out. Wait, wait, wait. You mean, uh, you mean Poana? P- I'm sorry, no. Uh, P-O-A annua was actually the, the correct pronunciation there. P-O-A yeah, annua. It's an acronym. Okay, but I think, I think the actual pronunciation is Poana. Whatever, man. Whatever. I don't care. You're stupid. Um, the previous winners of this golf court, of this golf tournament would be Ricky Fowler last year. Got George Bulldog and one of my favorites, Chris Kirk. He's my homie. Shout out, Chrissy. Love you, man. Uh, in 2013, Henrik Stenson. In 2012, Rory. And in 2011, Old Webb Simpson. So uh, there's some previous winners for you. Now, uh, now weather-wise, 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 uh, you know, Friday uh, is, is, remember, Friday's the start, so it's going to be in the morning. It's going to be sunny uh, pretty much all day Friday and Saturday. Friday morning, I think the winds are actually going to be a little higher than they will Friday afternoon, which is weird because normally winds pick up in the day, but according to my sources, 
that's what's happening. And then Saturday is is kind of neutral. It's sunny, wind five to ten. So I really don't see a I don't see yet any wave that we would favor. It's also a smaller field, so there's not going to be as much of a distinction between the waves. So as of now, I don't really see favoring um, you know favoring. One, one side of the draw or not um, you know also your barometric pressure is going to be around 30.01 uh, the humidity is going to be around 74 percent and uh, wind will be out at winds could be out of the north northeast south southeast uh, east and the west could be um, your your wind situation there uh, so be on the lookout from for that. The dew point's going to be around 62 degrees, and the UV index is going to be low. So, you know, weather wise, weather wise, uh, weather wise, it's looking pretty, you know, pretty good. Um, stats wise, stats wise, you know, I'm looking at really just, uh, really just, you know, as always, I'm a huge course history nut. So I'm looking at greens and regulation, uh, greens and regulation, greens and regulation, course history. Greens and regulation, um, greens and regulations, and and then uh, probably course history. So those are really the uh, those are really the seven stat boxes I, I'm kind of looking at. Uh, and you know, so uh, so subsequently, uh, I will be taking a balanced approach <laughs> when I make my picks because of the greens and regulation, greens and regulation, greens and regulation, course history, and greens and regulation. Uh, so subsequently, I'll be picking from a balanced approach, meaning you know I'm going to take uh, a guy from the top who's real expensive. And and then I'm going to take a guy in the nines and then probably a guy in the eights and probably a guy in the sevens and then maybe a guy in the sixes just to balance out my lineup. Um, that's really my that's really my approach. So uh, uh, I think if you use that strategy and, you know, check back on Thursday night with the uh, with the weather wise stuff and the, and the barometric pressures, you should have a great, fantastic week is, is really what I got to say. So <laughs> what about you? What are you looking at? Well, um Great job, David, on that recap. I, I thought that was pretty good. Um, don't Thank forget, you. you know, we got only 100, actually 99 in this field, so top 70 in ties. So pretty much everybody's going to make the cut this week. So we can oh, yeah. we can, we can can pick anybody we want to. But there uh, is a cut. Stats this week, I, I've got a few stats that I'm going to go with, just a few. Uh, driving distance, driving accuracy. Also like total driving this week. Proximity, uh, putting, strokes gain, tee to green, scrambling. Also, there's this fantasy metric stats stat that I'd like to go with. It's um, it's something about like points against the field, balanced average. Uh, I'm going to go with that. And then my final stat that I'm going to go with this week is apex height. I like Hey-o. apex height this week, so that's going to be the final one. So uh, if you're uh, looking at the stats, I would go with all ten of those, and uh, we'll see who's checking the box on ten of ten. So there you go. Nice, nice. I like that. I like that, Pat. Um, that sounds good. Well, uh, if you want to know for real what stats I'm looking at, because I will not be looking <laughs> at greens and regulation, uh, for real this time, I am, as always, looking at form, course history, and that little fantasy golf metric stat you mentioned, points against the field average, not field balance, by the way. Uh, so points against the balance. Okay, yeah, good. Just, you just, just like to say that. So form, course history, uh, basically that's how well they score. Um, driving distance only. Scrambling. Um, and then those are like the key stats. I did take a look at the par 4 range from 450 to 500, as well as par 3 over 200. And also I'm looking at some bent grass specialists, but I'd only have a few of those. So I do have a number of stat boxes, so you, you nailed that for me. Um, 
But there are some I'm weighting a little heavier than others, like scrambling, scoring, and driving distance. Uh, so that's that's my that's my take. I assume well, so, you're you're probably not looking at ten stat categories. No, and I'm I'm not looking at apex height. As a matter of fact, almost every single person in this field it seems like has a good apex height. But um, I am mainly looking at driving distance, just like you are. I think this is a bombers course. Uh, also looking at scrambling as you are, and I, I do like proximity this week. I can't remember if you mentioned that. I kind of tuned out a little bit when you were going over your stats. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but if you look at the winners last year, or well, look at Ricky Fowler, but the, really the top 20 uh, proximity was a stat that was, uh, you know, you saw most of them finish up there in the top 30. So those are uh, a, a few that I'm looking at. As always, putting, um, you know, with being a bent grass green course just like this is, I think you really got to get those guys that are specialists, as you said. So I, I'm with you there. Um, so, you know, what do you think about let's talk some players? and David, I'm going to well, let you well, start off this well, week. Wait, 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 wait a second. You, you forgot something. Oh, yeah. I did forget something. You're doing a good Our, job. We have a new segment on this show, and it is called the Hotline Bling, which is a pop song oh, that pe- uh, people listen to these days uh, <laughs> called Hotline Bling. So um, I think we've got a good call this week that we're going to listen to right now. And uh, so let's hear it. Hi, David. Uh, my name's Darren. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I think it's amazing. I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, what do you think of Aaron Badley and uh, his chances of winning another tournament in the next 12 months? Love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, so big shout-out to our buddy Darren. Thanks for calling in, Darren. Darren's uh, clearly Australian, if he, if he didn't pick up on the accent there, Pat. Um, so Darren calls in, and, and it, thanks for listening, Darren. We really appreciate it, man. Uh, but he wants to know our thoughts on Aaron Badley. He's clearly a, a Badley fan, as I am as well. Now, a little-known fact, Badley actually grew up in Australia but was born in New Hampshire. So he moved to Australia when he was about a year old, and, um, and so that's, that's, pretty much, that's pretty much home for him. And Darren uh, wants to know what we think the chances are of Badley getting another win on the PGA Tour in the next 12 months. Now, in 2016, Badley's kind of come around. He's had a good year. He's, he's, uh, he's had five top tens in 2016. Only two of them were top fives, including one win at the Barbasol. But he's definitely had a better year. He seems to be improving. Um, Bads currently ranks second in strokes gained around the green. He's averaging 292 yards off the tee, which is good enough. And we actually know he can hit it out there a little bit longer, but I think the stats are screwed up on that. He's 33rd on tour in birdie average. Bads likes to score. And he's sixth on tour in sand save percentage. So those are just a few highlights of, of his game. Now, Bads has always been, I mean, even since he came out, he's always been an excellent putter. Uh, his putting and his his putting stroke has never left him. He's always had uh, an excellent putting stroke. It's really it's really been about the ball striking for him, and, and mainly off the tee. He can get a little a little little wild off the tee. Um, he's gone through a lot of coaches, man. Uh, you know, he's he's kind of 
he's kind of been the guy that that got picked up by everybody and everybody was trying to sell a new way of doing things i remember back in the day he did the stack and tilt deal and that was big uh he's just done a lot of gimmicky stuff and i think he's let a lot of people get a hold of him and it jacked him up for year for years because i've actually been a fan of his for a long time and followed him for a while since he won at the, at the heritage uh, a while back and uh but now you know the word on the street is he's kind of found uh, he found his way with his current his current team and the swing is obviously paying off and looking better uh and he's you know he's here this week he's he's in the FedEx Cup race and um you know he's got a chance to to go out and win a golf tournament I think every every week right now now at the same time in my opinion um you know his odds of winning in the next 12 months I would say I don't know what would you put his odds maybe uh, 10 to 20, 15%. I don't, I don't, I have no idea. Like I just, it's so hard to win on the PGA tour right now. I mean, we saw all four majors this year go to first time winners. It is just so difficult. I, I could see him definitely improving on that top five number. I mean, he only had two this year, including the win. I could see, you know, four to five of those next year for him. If he keeps trending the right way, I could, I could see him finding himself in some playoffs, uh, next year. Uh, you know whether or not he wins i, I don't know the odds but uh, what do you, what do you think about old bads p perry good good lord i mean he just went on for like 3 or 4 minutes on aaron badley i love aaron like, badley the question was will he win in the next year uh, my answer is yes i think he wins let's move on <laughs> that <was the> longest. <laughs> uh Screw All you, right. man. I love Aaron Badley, and I, and I appreciate Apparently Aaron. so. I mean, good God. I almighty. appreciate the listener, and I feel like the listener just wants more than a, yeah, I think he'll win. No, I don't. Well, yeah, you, so get, whatever. you gave them all that they needed. I think he's been playing well. I think he's, uh, he's definitely, as you said, trending up. I do think he can win over the next year, so I'm going to say he does win. There you go. That's my answer. Let's move on. Nonetheless, we appreciate the voicemail. We've had a, we've had a number of voicemails come in, and I want to I do want to remind everybody that from now until the end of the year, if we put you on the show, and 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 we're gonna pick at random, uh, if we pull your name at the end of the year, you're gonna get a Tour Junkies Yeti cup from us, free of charge. Not almost free, just free. It's gonna be yep. a good stuff. So continue to call in seven zero six six addict. Leave us some voicemails, and hey, just because you call in and we don't put you on the show. Don't don't lose hope. Don't give up. Keep calling. Make it good, um, and and we will. You know, uh, we we will. You you'll have a better chance. So we appreciate all the calls. It's been fun listening to you guys. We've got a couple a uh, couple good ones on there. But we just we thought, hey, Darren's an Aussie. We like Aussies. Might as well. Well, good. Well, listen, listen, let's get into it this week. I'm ready to to do this. I'm going to let you start off because usually you 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 kind of throw it to me. So. As we look at the top price guys this week going down from you got Jason Day at the top at 125 all the way down to Ricky Fowler at 10,000 give me your let, let's give me your top guys here but then also kind of give me a give me some strategy that I you think you're going to go with this week well, I'll start with the strategy, and for me, um, it is not the balanced quote-unquote lineup that I presented earlier when I was making fun of you. It is, again, the studs and duds uh, approach, especially with the cut this week. Uh, you've got a, a much greater percentage of players making it through the top 70 in ties. 
Um, and I think there's, I actually think there's some great value at the bottom once again that we can mine out here. So I'm going again with a studs and duds approach. There are two guys over this ten thousand dollar range that I'm really gonna, I'm gonna hit hard. Um, no, actually three. I'm gonna give you three in the ten thousand dollar range. The two that I think will find their way on on more lineups just because of price are Jordan Spieth at eleven six and Adam Scott at ten four. The third is Jason Day. Now, Jason Day statistically checked every single box plus the, the, the scoring efficiency boxes that I mentioned and the bent grass specialist. Checked every single thing I looked at, Jason Day hit it. So he's checking more than anybody, but he's also 12-5. So I will have some exposure today, and out of the top you know, guys, I think he's the best pick. Um, but Spieth also checked four of, of like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, out of eight total things that I looked at. Um, actually, not four, six. Oh, you almost hit six. the ten. Sorry. I was making fun well, of Well, I'm you counting there. form and course history. So, I mean, that's okay. – um, right. so Spieth hit, you know, six out of the eight. Uh, and then Scott actually hit seven out of the eight for me. So, uh, those guys are all doing their thing. Um, yeah, I like Spieth's form right now. I think scrambling is going to be key on this golf course. So and and Spieth is actually sixth right now in scrambling in, in the last twelve weeks. So recent uh, recently, that's what he's doing. Um, he's put he puts well on bent grass. So Spieth and Scott are where I'm going to start most of my lineups. Uh, Scott has a tremendous course history on this golf course. Um, he's just he's he's lighting it up. He's 17th in driving distance, 24th in scoring right now. Um, and I just think at 10-4, that's an incredible value. So. Spieth and Scott will, will start most of them for me, and then I might throw in, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to mix in Jason Day. That'll probably be it for me. Well, I will have to say we're, we're definitely in a little bit of agreement this week. I, I think Scott is probably one of my favorite guys in this range. Uh, as you said, a great course history. He's got three top tens at, at this course, and in this tournament he was fourth last week. So to me, Adam Scott is, is probably one of my top guys above ten. Also love Jason Day, and I think that strategy-wise, studs and duds is definitely probably the way to go. Um, he checks all 10 boxes for me. So <laughs> uh, Jason Day is going to be uh, in several of my lineups. I, I think, he, you know, if you, if you listened to him last week when he was uh, finishing up, he, he did not play well by his standards and still was up there in the, in the top 10. I mean, he was spraying it all over the place, was not hitting his driver well. Um, you know, and just, and still, again, was in basically somewhat in contention. So I think to me, it's, it's hard to avoid Jason Day. And I agree with you. There's a lot of value down at the bottom. So, um, I, I'm going to roll with him. Probably if you're looking at, I'm looking at fading a guy this week, it's going to be DJ, even though he's hard to argue against. But, uh, I just think that I'd rather go with Day. I like Spieth as well. I'm with you there. Uh, great scrambler. Uh, I think. Uh, this is definitely a course where he can do well on. Rory McIlroy, to me, is interesting from a GPP standpoint. The guy just has not gotten it together. His putting has been horrendous Atrocious. for the most part. And so, I, but you do have to differentiate yourself a little bit. This is not like a World Golf Championship where you have, you know, all four days, you know, everybody making the cut. But, Again, it's a tighter field than we normally see. So if you if you're looking at a GPP and you want kind of a lower owned guy of this this top category, I think he's probably the one to go with. The guy is a fan, he's a fantastic driver of the ball. Uh, I think he can 
You know, he should be able to do anything he wants off the tee. And if he can just get that putter to come around, I could see him being up there at the end. And and so Rory, to me, is a very interesting play as Which well. Which he, he switched um, to that new putter that Scotty Cameron and it still did nothing for him. Uh, and I agree. So yeah. we didn't really talk in detail about the course. I mean, I, I do think that this is a driver's golf course. You've got some shorter hitters that have had good history here, and there's a couple that I'm actually targeting. So I don't think you eliminate shorter hitters. I mean, Stricker's had great history here. Um, I'm not saying you eliminate those guys, but I, I do think that the Bombers have the advantage. One of the things I didn't mention in the weather-wise portion of the show is that there does look to be some rain, a pretty good chance of rain actually on Thursday. The course could soften up, which I think plays more into the favor of the Bombers. Um, yeah, the course is is more generous when you miss it you know, in the rough off the tee. So the Bombers have the advantage. This was the 19th easiest course on tour last year. The winning scores are anywhere between 15 and 22 under. So I, I do think that that Rory can can own this golf course from tee to green. But his putting is still just horrible, as is his scrambling. I mean, I, he, he literally checked one, no, two categories for me, and that's distance and par four scoring from that 450 to 500 range. I, I still just don't. And, and so for that reason, I could, you know, if you want to play him in a GPP, you're getting a world-class player at, you know, as the, as the fourth-ranked guy on the board who can just totally come out and annihilate the field if some putts drop. I get it. So I'm not arguing with the GPP play. I just don't feel good about Rory in general. And of all the guys in that 10,000 and above range, I think I would almost put him last, if not second to last, uh, with, with Henrik Stenson only because of this knee thing. Like, what do you think about – I wanted to ask you about the, the Stenson withdrawal last week uh, with the knee injury. Now, granted, he was playing like total garbage. So could it have been one of these things where like he doesn't really need to – he doesn't need the FedEx Cup points. He's not going to make the cut. He's not going to make any money. You know, did he just withdraw and claim a knee injury? There's word that he had an MRI. I, I don't know. So I don't know how – you know how 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 I mean how how much risk do you think Stenson carries um, with that knee injury? Well, to me, I I I just would avoid him. Um, I mean, I just don't think you know why risk him when you can play. There's several other good players in this category, and and you know above ten. And again, I know we know how he's been playing lately. But if there was you know a little tweak of his knee or whatever it is. You know, it's still going to be a test for him when he gets out there on the course come Friday. So we just don't know. I think I, I don't. I don't want to mess with that. I'd rather drop down to Scott um, at ten four and play him. And and you know, I think this is also a kind of one of those weeks where you really've got to just pick a core group of guys to go with and and just run with it. And Stinson's not going to be in that for me. Um, I also throw in though that I do like Fowler. I think Fowler, you know, at ten one, he's he's battling to try to get in the Ryder Cup. You know, Reed got that out of the way for him. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I thought Ryder, I thought Fowler's in. I think he got he got the captain's pick. No, they haven't done captain's pick yet, man. Calm down. You you need to you need to you need to check yourself. They haven't done the captain's pick yet. Hmm. You've been L.A. really did that to you, didn't it? Hmm. What if you're wrong? What are you going to do if you're wrong? 
if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure that we have some followers that would tell me I'm wrong. Okay, okay. I just thought that's I thought I thought that was it, but okay. Never mind. Go ahead. No, Continue. I like so Fowler again, too. I like Fowler for that reason. Yeah. So I, again, I think you know he is a guy that uh, you know he he checks four boxes for me. So I think Fowler is uh, definitely a good play this week. And again. Played great last week, so good recent form. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some Fowler in there. Good deal. All right. Well, so now let's drop down into the nine. You forgot you were me for a second, didn't you? I did. Did I, I thought that you were about to to lead that, and then I then I forgot. So so now here we find ourselves in the nine thousands. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna start first in this in this group and. Probably my favorite guy this week in the 9,000s is Sergio Garcia, who skipped last week um, just because he could. Um, he's, a, he's a greens and regulation guy. Uh, he may have some apex height. Uh, <laughs> but but I, think, I think Garcia, you know, if you look at his history here, he's got two top tens. He's never missed a cut here. So, and he's also just been incredible for the most part i mean if you look at his last six let's see five six starts he's had four top tens three of those were top fives and he's missed one cut i mean to me that's just hard to avoid when when you're putting together a lineup and if, if you're going studs and duds you know you can even go day then garcia then drop down a little bit and i think he's one of those good core plays to have this week so for me, Garcia is is a core guy, ninety five hundred, and so I love him this week. Also, Emiliano Grillo, who had another good week last the week, Grillo down pad. at the bottom, the Grillo pad at the bottom of uh, that nine thousand range. I think he is also another good play. Now, again, he has not played this tournament before, but that's not going to deter me. Two of his last, uh, both his last two starts, he was in the top ten, has not missed a cut in his last eight events. So to me, Grillo is, he's becoming that world-class player that I think a lot of people predicted he might could be. And, and just, I mean, again, uh, so Grillo to me and Garcia are, are really my top two guys in that 9,000 range. How about you? David? Grillo is pretty hot right now. That's for sure. So I have a, I have a dilemma with Garcia. Garcia checks every box for me except for one. He just lit up the stat categories I looked at, um, as did Phil Mickelson. In fact, uh, Phil checked as many boxes for me. Something about Sergio in the FedEx Cup, in the early stages of the FedEx Cup, like choosing not to play last week, um, I just feel like he kind of doesn't give a rip until next week. And I mean, I'm sure, I don't know, maybe that's just reading too much into it, but I don't know what I'm going to do with Sergio. I'm not saying to fade him. Like I said, he checks almost every box for me. I, I like the play, um, and I agree. You, you do a Jason Day, Sergio kind of deal. I, I like that. I like that. Um, so I, I like him. I just don't, I, I just, there's a part of me that feels like, man, does Sergio really care about this event? Or does he just not want to skip think, two FedEx events in a row? Yeah, if he would, I, don't I think know. he you could, could be though. overthinking that just a little, though, because he's you know when you're playing in a field like this uh, with the guys that 
I mean, again, there's just there, there's not any scrubs really in, in this field. I mean, there there well, are. Well, let's not get carried away. There's definitely scrubs, but there are. This is scrubs, a strong but, field, I mean, obviously. I mean, it's the best players all year. I just I just don't see him. Yeah. Well, I, my favorite play in the nines is Phil at ninety three hundred, which I'm usually not on Phil, but I'm. Oh my! Really? I know it's really weird. Um, the yeah, guy's eighth in scrambling, nineteenth in. Are you being me? Are you being me? No, here, no, I'm really, you? I'm really being me. Nineteenth <laughs> in scoring, uh, hits it in the par four, par three range. He's a bent grass guy, good form, good course history here. Ninety three hundred, I like him. Grillo, I agree. Um, he didn't check that many boxes for me. He did check a good number. I mean, a few of them but not not a, a ton of them i kind of just think i'll probably only have phil in the nine thousands i just think that's how it's going to end up for me i don't mind really any of the plays i think louis an excellent gpp play um as we know he can gain strokes with the driver when he gets it going and if he gives a rip so i don't really mind any of the plays in the nines i just think phil will be the only one i have so that's it that's pretty much it for me in the nines okay well, dropping down into the eight thousand range, I think there's quite a few guys in here that you can really look at. And and as far as a GPP play, and I think a guy who's for some I don't know why, I just think he's gonna be lower owned is Bubba Watson right there at the top at eighty nine hundred. We know he's gonna check the box on driving distance. Strokes gain T to green, he's up there. Um so for me, I think Bubba Watson is is a guy that I'm gonna be on this week. And and that that, that's that's kind of maybe like my Woodland play last week where I don't know if he's going to be as highly owned as, as he probably should be. Um, well, he's got poor course have, history here, so that, that helps drive the ownership down for sure. Yeah, it, well, it's not – I don't know if it's poor. He just hasn't had any top finishes, but he's only missed – you know, he's played this tournament probably nine or ten times and only missed a couple cuts. But uh, still, I think his form is coming around. I, I do like him this week at 8,900. Another guy that I'm I'm really liking is Matsuyama at 8600. I think uh you know he he's another one that's form is just coming around. Um doesn't have great finishes here, but I do like he's playing like how he's playing. I mean, three two out of his last three starts he's finished in the top 5. So, I think Matsuyama is is one that you can definitely look at and and I'm going to be looking at in this range. And and another one that we we haven't talked about in really since the majors uh, because because he came up a lot he always seems to check a lot of boxes from the stat category but Brandon Grace I like Grace this week at uh, kind of to me I think his price is a little bit cheap for him at eighty two hundred you know he's a good you know checks the box on strokes gain tee to green uh, has has not played here before. And has missed his last two cuts. So I think he's kind of, to me, sort of a GPP play. But if you look at before those last two missed cuts, he was in just great form. So Grace, to me, at 8,200 is kind of a risky play. But I like him from a GPP standpoint. And one more I'll add, mainly because of recent form and great course history, is Matt Kuchar at 8,400. What about you, David? Who are you kind of eyeing in that in that eight thousand range? Well, we're going to differ here in the eight thousands. I am with you a little bit on Bubba. I think um, you know I won't have a ton of exposure to him. A little tempered exposure, if you will. Good form, not not liking the course history. Did check the box, like you said, in driving distance. Also, DraftKings scoring the par four range, and he likes the grass of the bent variety. If you know what I mean. Um, he does quite well. I believe he's got a couple major titles. Yeah, yeah. 
So he likes the bent grass stuff, although he still never performed well on this golf course. So I don't know. Um, 8,900, I don't mind him. We'll have some of him. Uh, and then other than that, there's really two guys. I will have a little bit of Billy Horschel. I just like the I like the form. Billy Ho is one of these guys who turns it on in the FedEx Cup, as we know from from 2014. He does, and he's also True. he's also one of those guys that you ride when he comes into form. And I mean, his form is ridiculous right now. Um, I mean, so I, I just I mean, he's at T13 in the Barclays, T5 at the Wyndham. Um, he's just playing consistently. Uh, so anyway, I kind of like I kind of like Horschel. He didn't, although he didn't check a lot of boxes for me, which is kind of weird. Now a guy who did check some boxes for me, both in the course history, scrambling, he's 18th on tour, scoring, he's 15th. He checks the par four, 450 to 500 range, and he also likes the grass of the bent variety. And he's a short hitter, and that's Zach Johnson at eight thousand. Zach Johnson. I think that's an incredible, incredible play uh, in Zach Johnson. I would much rather have him. I would, if it were me, I would put Johnson underneath. Uh, I would put him like right under the Brooks Kepka mark. Um, so I think he's a little who we did uh, not mention. Yeah, and I don't I don't really him like him. I don't I don't really like him. He's he's off right now. I don't know. I just I don't. But I feel like with it, if if you say like he's you know with and and I we we didn't talk about him. He really wasn't listed for me. But if the course does soften up and uh, you know his his putting comes around, I mean he's up there. If you look at the putting stats, Kepka's up there. So um, he's not a bad play. You know, again, now he has he has actually locked up the Ryder Cup spot. Um, I mean, he had like the other. Yeah, he had four rounds at the Barclays um, all in the 70s. None of them under par. He tied for 70th. You know, he had 17 bogeys on the week, four doubles. I, I don't know. I just feel like now he was in good form before that. A T9 at the Travelers, a T4 at the PGA. Um, I'm just not crazy about that form for old Brooksy. I'm wondering if he got the Ryder Cup deal and kind of laid back. And and now he might turn it on for this because he can't afford to you know really lay it back as you get deep into the playoffs. But I don't know. I'd rather have you know it. It always seems to frustrate me about Brooks Kepka is you will find a course that and you know that he fits the stat categories perfectly for. And then recent form and course sister, whatever else. And then he will frustrate the hell out of you. Like, yeah, just making pars on on par fives that he should dominate. Yeah. And then and then he'll come out of the blue and, and you know, contend in a tournament or a major like he did at the, at the U.S. Open. So I, it's just he is very frustrating from a DraftKings standpoint for me. Agree. Anyway, so anybody else in the eight thousands nope. that you're on? That is it for me. That's it. I'm off okay. with your boy Brandon Grace, and I'm not on that. I'm, I'm against. What it. do you think about Daniel Berger though? At, down at the bottom of the eight thousand eh. range at, at eighty one hundred. I don't mind him. I, I'm not a big fan. I probably won't have a lot of him. He he's he pops up a little bit for me, but um, I don't know. I may try to fit him in if as I look further at it, but uh. I'm okay with Zach Johnson. I'm, I'm kind of with you there. So dropping into the sevens, uh, I've got a few guys here that that I really like, um, and and two of them I've been on the last few weeks, and I'm going to continue to be on. And those are Brant Snedeker 
and Gary Woodland, both at that 7,700 range, um, just like their recent form. Woodland strokes game tee to green checks the box. You know, Sneds is obviously a good putter, putts well on the bent grass greens. Um, both their recent form as well is 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 you know really good. Woodland, he checks the box on that apex height for me. Ah, <laughs> there you uh, go. You know, apex height is is a big one this week for me. So, and then greens and regulation. There you go. I'll switch back to Pat there. So yeah. Gary Woodland to me. You can't again, help yourself. Another good play. I just think again. Woodland is that type player when he's hot. You got to roll with him. I'm going to continue to do that. Another guy that I I, I think I'm going to try and play a, a good amount of this week is old Justin Thomas at 7600. I think he is a, a very good play this week. Um, also an apex height guy. Again, he is an apex height guy. So uh, those are three of probably my top guys in the 7,000 range. What about you, David? Well, for the sake of time, I'm not going to give you all my guys, but I'll give you the ones I like the most. In the $7,000 range, there is one guy who I really, really, really like. He is going to be my ride-or-die kind of play of the week. Um, Has good form. Is sixth in driving distance in the last uh, in the in the recent weeks. Seventeenth in scrambling. Sixth in DraftKings scoring. Checks the box in the par four range. Checks the box in the par three range. And he is seventy four hundred dollars. And it is J Jonathan with a J H Vegas. Jo- Johnny V at seventy four hundred to me is a great GPP play. Uh, I'm probably also going to play him in cash because I, I he's just he's hitting it for me. So I got to go with it. If I'm trusting my stats, I'm trusting what they're telling me. And Johnny V pops in this range for show. So he's one that I really like. Another guy I like in this range uh, is another great GPP play. Maybe not as much of a cash deal, but I think he's a. I feel confident about him in GPP. He's got a good course history on this course. He's 21st in scrambling. He also checks the par three range, uh, and he's at 7,200. His name's John Sinden. At 72. John is also kind of a, a FedEx Cup bubble boy, so we didn't really talk about that. But, you know, only the top 70 get in in the FedEx Cup rankings for the BMW next week, and John is currently sitting at 80th. So I like the I like the added incentive for him to to push through and and get to the BMW next week. He's, you know, um, so I, th- I think with the, with the course history and all that, I think he's good. Um, those are really my two favorite plays. I don't, I, so in, in true Pat fashion, there's a couple players that I just have a feeling about, which is normally not me, but truthfully, I just have a feeling about two guys more at the top of the sevens at 7,900. Paul Casey, I think is a little overlooked at the moment. He's in good form. Uh, we know he can hit the ball long enough. Um, I don't know. I just have a feeling about Casey as well as Duffner. I think Duffner's a good total driving guy. He's long enough. He's got a good history here. He's in good form. Um, if he can putt, then then I don't mind a little Duffner at 78. But by far and away, my favorite play is Johnny V at 7,400 and then Sendon at 72. Now, I do have a question. At 7,000, a guy with great course history, 14th in scrambling, 11th in DraftKings scoring, Checks the box in the 450 to 500 range, despite being a short hitter, and likes the bent grass. Steve Stricker at 7,000. Good course history here. Really good course history here. But like everything I read, everything I look at tells me that the Bombers are going to be at an advantage here. 
So what do you do with Steve Stricker? Um, I mean, again, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question because I hate to try and say that I want to avoid him this week because we've been on him for the most part for the last few weeks, and he's really he's done us right. But he's just he's not one of those that I'm I'm, I'm really eyeing this week. But I, I can I could see why you would go with him. I mean, you can't argue against it. I mean, his course history is incredible. He's got a win here, three other top tens. Um, you know, the last few weeks he's finished. I mean, I don't know. He's just made cuts, and he he did finish top five a few weeks ago. But um, I don't know. He he's just not. I don't have a good argument against him, but I'm going to go with other guys over him. I would say this week. Well, I mean, overall, like you look at his game log, and he was fourth at the PGA, then 42nd. I'm, I'm sorry, fourth at the Open, 42nd at the PGA, 52nd at the John Deere, and 53rd last week. Like his game is not really trending in the right direction. Um, but that course history is really good, and he checks four of the six boxes for me. But I still think, for some reason, I'm going to limit the exposure. I think if you're playing. You know, ten lineups. I think you put them in, in one or two. But I don't know if I don't know. I can't to be determined. I mean, do you go with somebody like him, or do you go with Charlie Hoffman? It's who, who also has a good history here and has won here. Exactly. Um, Third last year, won here before. He's only missed two cuts. But I mean, honestly, Stricker, Stricker checks more boxes for me. But I, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think to I'm, me if we're if we're if we're like betting over the two, I'm taking Hoffman over Strickman. Stricker. Okay. Strickman. <laughs> All right. Just want to throw that out there. All right. Well, we're done with that. So now let's move down. Let's let's just combine here the five and the six range. And and I know we've talked about our strategy th- this week being more studs and duds. So this is where we gotta we gotta make the money for the folks here, David. So yeah. I'm gonna let you go first. Give give me uh. Give me a couple guys in the six range, and give me a couple guys in the five. Keep it to that. Two and six, two and the five what? that you just love this week, and give me some reasons. You're going to make me keep it to two and two? Jeez, man, the people. Yep. Okay, well, my fa- I'm going to start with my favorite guy in case people start checking out. My favorite guy in the sixes that checked one, two, three, four, five of the eight stat categories for me including recent form, driving distance, DraftKings scoring, and the key par 4 and par 3 range, is Martin Laird at 6,400. Another thing for him is he's also a bubble boy. Now, he's currently inside the top 70. He's ranked number 63 in the FedEx Cup standings, but he's got to hang on if he wants to play next week at the BMW. So Martin Laird is actually my favorite guy down in that range. Even though he's missed the last three cuts that he's played here? Yes, Despite okay. that, I think he's in better. I think he's in better form than he has been coming in. Um, and I'm not, you know, with the limited number of players that are going to miss the cut, I like it with the form. Anyway, all right, okay. Now, if I got to pick a second player, ugh, um, I think I'm going to go with Fee now at 65. Good form, obviously hits the mess out of the golf ball. I don't mind Finau in the sixes. And just real quick, uh, Baddeley at 6,300, who is also 56th in the Fed Up Cup standing, so he's got to hang on to 70. And then a guy who checks a lot of boxes for me but withdrew earlier with a back issue is Alex Sejka. Uh, so Alex Sejka. <laughs> I believe it's Cheka. I oh, believe it's oh, Cheka, Oh, is it Cheka? 
Not bad. Yeah. I don't know. I don't care about that stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's in good form. Uh, number one on tour in the last 12 weeks in scrambling. Also checking the par four and par three boxes for me. So he would be my number two behind Laird if it weren't for the injury. Now, you know, he's playing. I don't know. We'll see. But might be a good GPP play because he does check the stat category. So those what are, price is he again? He is at 6000 even. I told you to do two and you did four i know i know i know all right now i'm going to give you my two in the five thousand dollar range okay my two in the five thousand dollar range are really strong in fact i would rank them just behind martin laird like i would play these guys over everyone else in the six thousands and it scares me to death to say that but but ricky barnes who was a call that we made last week who played well um it paid off man and the guy is has good form he's 10th 10th on tour in the last 12 weeks in scrambling, 14th in DraftKings scoring, and checks the par 4, par 3 numbers. He's at $5,800. He's also 68th in the FedEx Cup rankings. He is hanging on by the brim of his painter's hat. Um, Ricky at 58 is one of my favorites. It just, again, it still scares me. And then my last guy is at 55, super cheap, minimum price. I'm always a sucker. He's ninth in driving distance, ninth in DraftKings scoring, and checks the par four box. He is also 82nd in the FedEx Cup standing, so he's got to jump up a few spots. And that is Hudson Swafford, the Georgia boy. So give me all the Swaff, the Ricky Barnes, and the 5,000s. And I'm out. All right, so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a few then since you, you you went over a little bit I'll give three six six k guys and I've got two I may go over but I have two two five k guys that I love this week I'm totally with you on Finau I think he's a great play this week at sixty five hundred um, so would definitely play him also liking Ryan Palmer this week at sixty seven hundred checks the box for me drive on is as far as driving distance this week so I think. He's one of those guys that to, is just not priced correctly uh, and is not, you know, again, he was 13th last week, um, has decent course history. He's missed a couple cuts here, but it, he's made more cuts than he hasn't. Uh, so I am uh, totally on Ryan Palmer this week. Another guy that I'll throw out there in this range that I absolutely love is J.B. Holmes at 6,500. Obviously, he checks the box at driving distance. We know he can bomb the ball. If the conditions get soft, as we expect, I think this course will play right into his hands. Checks the box on apex height as well. Hey, uh, so again, hey, hey what, only, what did you say his name was again? JB Holmes. JB what? Holmes. Homie. Your accent is so country that it sounds like British. Like it's Holmes, like with an L in it, and you just say Holmes. Like you, Whatever. you eliminate right, the L right. and you say Holmes. JB Holmes. Right. Okay, <laughs> listeners, take JB Holmes. Holmes, take JB Holmes, and take then have your tea and your fig newtons, and then just shove it up your your tailpipe. All right, so I'll give you a few more. I, you know, I also am liking Luke Donald this week. Speaking of that, speaking of that language, uh, it's 6,100. Again, really good course history. Has a couple top tens here. Has never missed a cut on this course. Uh, last two finishes, he had a top. He was second, you know, a couple weeks ago. And uh, he was 53rd last week. But I think Luke Donald's coming around, so he's one of those guys that 
definitely at sixty one hundred to me is a you just you got to play him. I don't I don't see how you don't this week. So play Luke Donald this week. Two guys in the five thousands. I'm going to go with. There's a lot of like, but I'm going to go with two. Charles Howell, who you liked last week. Yeah, he let me down. And he let you down. I'm going to go with Charles Howell this week at 5,700. Checks the box on driving distance. He's made eight of nine cuts here, so has good course history. Um, you know, he's still in it. He's still in that top 100, so we'll see what he can do this week. And another guy that I, I've always been on that I think is never priced correctly is Danny Lee at 5,900. So he is another one in that range that I'm going to definitely play especially with my strategy of studs and duds. He's played here twice. He's finished in the top 35 two years in a row. For that price, I will definitely go with him. Other guy I'll go with, he's kind of a field player for me, is Jason Kokrak at 5,700. Just have a good feeling about him. I think he, he's going to have a good week. So that's it for me as far as uh, the, the bottom price guys. Anything else you got, David? I kind of like the feel on Kokrak and Howell. I'll give you that. I, I like the feel there. Um, no, I would just say, again, um, call in the voicemail, 706-6-ADDICT. Leave us, leave us a message. Uh, get that Yeti in your possession. And I, I would gonna, also I say... I get to that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I'll let you go. I'll let you. I thought we were wrapping it up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so you, I'll, let you, I'll let you have the last word if you want, but... Um, you go ahead. You know, just make... Make sure you go to rotogrinders.com. Check out that premium membership. Obviously, you got the golf stuff. You've got football coming up. Baseball's still going on right now. It's just it's the best in the biz, so check it out. It's totally worth it. Um, go, go check out all of our various social media things that we have. I mean, you got like Instagram. I don't think we're on Snapchat. You got Twitter, and I post a lot of stuff on Twitter, a lot of videos that are funny. Um, I like to make comments about people. Uh, I make fun of people sometimes, and sometimes it's it's a little bit, I don't know, you know, might make you uncomfortable, but I, 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 I tend to like to just, that's how I am. So I'm all over Twitter and uh, our what, Twitter feed. What, so is just, an, what is an Instagram? Is that like a Telegram? uh insta instagram whatever it is go on to that because they post a lot of pictures and oh. then um that's pretty much it i think that's i think that's all i got as far as the social media thing unless there's some new social media thing out there i don't know what else you got david by the way we are on snapchat we just never do it because i mean you know I have enough. I have a hard enough time running Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I can't figure out Snapchat yet with my limited amount of time. So, but we do have a Snapchat account. Well, there you go. And also, please call the line and and, and leave us a message. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's easy to do. It only takes a few minutes. It is an actual line you can call. It's it's kind of a funny message that that David left on there as far as the voicemail. So, um. It's Call also it fun to see it translated. You know, we don't ever read off the translations, but if we get like a really good translation, we'll read that off for you because that's pretty funny. I mean, we can, yeah. you know, Google will translate it, um, and it's pretty good. So that could entertain us as well. Yeah. Well, anything else you got, David? Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for downloading. I hope everyone has a good week. May your screens be green. See ya. Oh.
Point out the colors of you. I see them too, and boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We way too fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. Tell me what you're going to do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.